We are so happy to have with us on this podcast, the famous, you've heard the stories, Potty Mouth's dad, Bob, we're not using last names because we are remaining anonymous for Potty Mouth's sake, to tell us if all these things, all these stories that, that Potty Mouth has been telling us are actually true or not. You're here as a fact checker and a storyteller, and we're very happy to have you. Bob, welcome. Hey, dad. Thank you. Very, very pleased to be with both of you. Uh, you're very and kind. everybody else. That's great. So, you know, Potty Mouth all this time has been calling herself, I'm a third generation Red Sox fan. That's kind of how she introduces herself. And I would love for you to back that up with a story maybe from your childhood, an, an early memory of, of, of rooting for the home team. Oh, I'd be delighted. I've uh, spoken to uh, who's husband about uh, both the 46 Red Sox and the 48 Braves. And the uh, 46 Red Sox went to the World Series, as did the uh, 48 Braves. And they uh, made a distinct uh, mark on on my life. That was early, much earlier. And uh, the players, for example, Ted Williams, who lived uh, very close to Fenway Park, and he uh, was the uh, hitter, a major player who had the, has still has the record of batting. His batting average is 406. Nobody to this day has broken Ted Williams' record. Do you think anybody ever will? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think that one's standing, man. So, so, Dad, think about your personal experiences. Do you remember seeing, like, did, were you at Fenway when Ted Williams played? I was at Fenway when Ted Williams played. I was at Fenway when friends of mine who were in uh, Korea with me, when I returned and I took them to Fenway, and uh, we saw Ted Williams hit his final home run wow. at Fenway right into the bleachers. And he was a natural hitter. He was phenomenal. And uh, we, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. It was, and all, all the, uh, the people that came with me, they were so pleased at being able to see Ted, Ted Williams. He was a vet too, right? Didn't he take time yes. off? Yeah, Ted Williams also. He was a, uh, you could call he was involved in the military. He was a, a flyer in uh, Korea. He fought missions. So he left the Red Sox for three years and then came back uh, to Boston. So were, were you in Korea at the same time as Ted Williams? Yes, uh, probably, yeah. Wow. So, so this morning, though, Dad, you were talking to me about how there was a, a Ted Williams was kind of kind of scandalous in some ways with his lifestyle uh, and with the the rag newspaper, the Boston Herald, the way that they wrote about him. Yeah, uh, Ted Williams. Uh, uh, how can I? Was a man of his own being. In other words, <laughs> he lived. My father's so he, kind. He lived uh, not too far from from Fenway Park. Okay. In a, a nice hotel. He was also a in the uh, the news world constantly, so that he was a target, basically for the uh, for the Boston news reporters. So, what kind of behavior, though? Like, what made him a target? 
Well, he was uh, more of a, uh, uh, I would call, uh, kind of a, an isolationist kind of a person would stay by, he, you know, he was not in solitude, but he, he, there was so much pressure on him oh. as a, as a, uh, as a heroic person, but he was a, a marked, in, in other words, if Ted Williams did not hit home runs, if Ted Williams did not hit, uh-huh. he wouldn't be such a magic, magical personality. So that the newspapers would, of course, uh, focus, they would focus their uh, material on their relationships with Ted Williams. So Ted Williams uh, then was his own person. And also, he didn't uh, appreciate uh, that kind of uh, interaction. Right, right. So, so you were talking about he, he vocalized his lack of appreciation, right? And and you would say he was, that yeah. he, was, he was he was kind of a potty mouth, right? He was very direct. <laughs> yeah. So that's me. I'm very direct. He was very. Oh, direct. look at you comp- compare yourself to Ted Williams. <laughs> right. I don't know. That might be well, a little I'm big not, for your no there. Ted Williams was a hero. Okay, a heroic potty mouth for the uh, for the for the city of Boston. Wow! And I was talking about uh, Dom DiMaggio, who was in that. Mm. The, in other words, Dom Dom DiMaggio, he wore glasses, and at that time, there uh, weren't many players that wore glasses. You know, they were particularly uh, now we have many athletes who wear glasses mm-hmm. and play baseball. And, and so for me, at that, this is a long period of time ago from, from uh, 1946. But Dom DiMaggio wore glasses. Uh-huh. He played center field for the Boston Red Sox. He was a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete and a great center fielder. And so for me, as he became an idol. Because you wear glasses, just folks who, who yeah, can't see this. I wore glasses. Yeah. And when I played uh, baseball uh, in, in the city, and uh, for a team, I played center field. Really? Yeah. And when I made a kick, I played for a team that represented uh, the church, St. Francis Church. Really? Yeah. And, uh, I uh, I was in the outfield and I caught a a real long ball and it was pretty good. But anyway, we all celebrated and we went to the church, myself and uh, and the teammates. But uh, Don DiMaggio was really uh, quite an important person for me as, as as an idol. So wait, okay. uh, this is news to me, folks. So you played in a church league, Dad? So this is my Jewish dad. How did yeah, that happen? It was m- myself and another Jewish player, a friend, uh-huh. was uh, Saul Barodkin. He played first base. So, uh-huh. so we both played with these kids who were t- really great, great athletes. Uh-huh. And uh, they went on to do some some really good stuff in the, in the city. 
But in any event, we played uh, in, in this league, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was really, really good. We had a lot, a lot of fun playing at, uh, in, in the field. That's great. Anyway, Ted Williams and, uh, and Johnny Pesky, who passed away a few years, not too long ago. He was a shortstop, and David Ferris was a pitcher. Joe Dobson, if people ever could remember that name, was an outfielder. And, and the Red Sox would play the Yankees at that time. And the Yankees were, were an extremely wonderful team, and uh, they, would, they unfortunately would, would beat the Red Sox <laughs> in, in, 40, in 47, 48, 49. And the Red Sox had a hard-hitting team. Their infield was great. Vern Stevens was an, another favorite. He played third base. And uh, Johnny Pesky was the shortstop. And they played St. Louis in the World Series. And, 46, uh, right? That was the 46, 46 right? Yeah. Yeah, and they almost won. Yeah. But unfortunately, Pesky, unfortunately, bobbled a throw in from Leon Culberson, who wow. was playing center field at that time. And he didn't and, make the cutoff? Was that it? Well, he couldn't get the uh, red Shane Scheindeast from St. Louis. Uh-huh. I think he was the guy that scored the winning run wow. because of that bobble. But anyway. was And that was the, the series winning game? That was the series winning game. So the Yankees have been, uh, have been problematic. I'd say. <laughs> I would, I think that used words like problematic for the Yankees. For the, for the, uh, for the Red Sox. Yeah. However, <laughs> the Red Sox still have a lot of, as we look at it as uh, Boston Red Sox fans. Look on our Red Sox as as having a lot of uh, strength and power, not only uh, in baseball, but in relationship to its tradition, the Red Sox tradition. We lost one uh, other major league team, the Boston Braves. Right. Now the Boston Braves was a place I used to be. I would go to sit in the bleachers. At eight years old, I would go see that team. Where where was that park? Where did they play? The Boston Braves. Uh, it was called the Braves Field. Yeah, that makes that's sense. Where the Boston University is located. So right near Fenway, like that's not right far. near Fenway. And it was interesting. And Boston University uh, uh, has a statue of Harry Aganis, who played for the Red Sox, and Harry Aganis was a year ahead of me in high school. And the At the Lynn same high classical school? High school, yeah. <laughs> classical. And Harry Aganis was a three-star athlete, three-star. They were so good. They were just probably not only in Boston and New England, they were probably the best team in the United States from high, as high school. They would, they would, would play teams from... Uh, Virginia, they went to Florida, Harry Aganis. And Harry Aganis 
then uh, got, a, got a scholarship to Boston University, and he was a big star. And then he played for the Lynn Red Sox minor oh, league team. right, the minors. Then assigned on to the Boston Red Sox. So he was a quite a quite a hero. But as far as the Braves, the Braves were sort of the second second uh, team in town, but a powerful team. They won the World Series in 1948. And Lou Boudreau of Cleveland, you know, <laughs> you know. I, 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 I do. I, got Cleveland girl right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Lou Boudreau. So the Cleveland team beat the Red Sox, uh, beat the Braves in the World Series in 48. I want to, if I could interrupt for just one second, you said you were going to these games when you were eight years old. Did you eight go with old. your family no, or did no. I, I went Tell me about this. I went with uh, Saul Barodkin. <laughs> First baseman. <laughs> yeah. Saul and I went, we would take the bus from Lynn and then take the subway in Boston. We were eight years old and we would go to uh, Fenway Park and sit in the bleachers. Now, the ambience at that time was very pro baseball and less uh, argumentation. Uh, <laughs> it was a different different environment. So you felt safe and it was good for kids? Well, and you... I, I never thought, yeah, I felt safe and I felt that, uh, that I enjoyed the uh, sport and I had the ability to to get to uh to the park you know i'm thinking that the distance that you traveled at at eight years old is pretty similar to what the distance would be say if our kids because you know patty and i have kids who are friends at the age of eight if they had taken the bus to the metro and taken the metro to nats park at eight years old i can't imagine <laughs> letting our kids do that different world it's yeah different but the other part is that 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 was such an important aspect of life. Yeah. At that time, do you know the 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 uh, baseball, uh, the the parks? Yeah, that's true. But anyway, so the Braves had what, what they call three great pitches: Johnny Sane, Spahn, Warren Spahn. Warren Spahn and was with the Rain. Boston Braves. Wow. Wait, and who was the last one? Sorry, I cut you off. Uh, Spain, yeah, Spain, Sane, and a day of rain. They used to have that. <laughs> Spain, Sane, and a day of rain. Because and it, then you're good. Yeah, because Spain owned a diner. Really? Right, right where Boston University, where the park was. Wow. He owned a diner. To keep him busy in the off season? And the Braves were very popular. Yeah. Very popular. So they were a wonderful team, and they uh, they were great. Earl Torgerson, you remember that name? Mm -hmm. I can give you all these names. No. Wow, yeah. <laughs> they were they were terrific. He was from the state of Washington, but uh, that 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 was fun. Uh, but the Red <laughs> oh Sox, gosh. everybody, I would say, well, I'm prejudiced, but everybody <laughs> loves the Red Sox. <laughs> everybody right, right here. <laughs> Yeah, we're in, in other Massachusetts. Words, wherever you travel, 
Red Sox Nation uh, is pretty strong. It is. We're not loved, though. We really are. <laughs> we, we, we're not loved. Not not universally. We like to think that we are, but so but, uh, you, it, it depends right. how you express your your fandom. I think. Right. You know, yeah, if if it's a no we love baseball, this is a great thing. Sure. Right. If it's this yeah. is all you're going to talk about ever, then it gets old. But that's <laughs> yeah, right. okay. Although, uh, Dad, you know, one thing that you mentioned before is sort of like the the distinction between who is a Braves fan and who is a Red Sox fan back in the day sounds sort of like the Mets Yankees divide is sort of like the yeah. culture, right? But the uh, the Braves left uh, Boston. Yeah. They went to Milwaukee, and now they're in Atlanta. So they Atlanta, did well example, last year. <laughs> they did do pretty well last year. They're still the Braves, <laughs> but they went to the World Series. Right. Although we are we are trying not to say that we're trying to change their name. That's that's another thing. So apologies to everybody for Yeah, we're yeah. hoping so that they, they change their name to the Hammers to honor Hank Aaron. We yeah. think they that's should be good, the Atlanta Hammers. That's a good idea. That's yeah. Good. We need more people to like, you know, jump on that with us. But maybe right. you can spread the word too. Yeah, that'd be very important. <laughs> So when you, one of the urban legends that your daughter (laughs) tells is going to Fenway with you when she was young and you saying, we've got to go because the language in the the stands around you was getting a little salty and you didn't want your, your child exposed to that. Is that bleachers, the Fenway bleachers? is Is this, is this true or is she making that up just to have a more colorful background? Well, that's well, that's true. <laughs> to some extent, Thank you. <laughs> but also uh, with the the football team with the Patriots. Yeah. But it oh, sure. Went uh, if you look at it, uh, it went on with uh, sports. Yeah. In other words, uh, for what people's experience, they can be uh, kind of salty. <laughs> yeah. Sort of salty. Yeah. Yep. That's for fair. sure. And, and so it can be difficult for me anyway mm-hmm. to bring a child to a game and listen to uh, some aggravating remarks <laughs> directly yeah. in back of in, in you know in back of your sh- shoulder. Yep. You know. That's what I but recall. But that 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 unfortunately uh, happens. Yep. But it didn't happen that much in 46 or 48. <laughs> really? You know, in that sense. The uh, the climate was a lot different. So that if you're in the bleachers, you're lucky to be in the bleachers, to have a hot dog and t- to watch it. You look at the green grass and you look at the players, you know, and they're playing, uh, you know, catching balls and it's a it's a wonderful experience yeah so the language so that part of it i mean you cheer and all that business and and uh there may be uh how can i put it there may be examples of uh different kinds of uh, behaviors and at that time the a lot of the behaviors were not uh swearing uh as such but they were uh, little pockets of gaming, I can use that, gaming. Yeah. So there were little clusters at that time of people who were gaming on, uh, it could be a pitch or a hit or whatever. And these gaming groups 
who identified with that, you know, would uh, be very popular. So if you sat in one section to be with the gaming team and watch the game, there would be, you know, that kind of behavior. So you're saying you're saying if you wanted to make bets, you knew where to sit, like to get near plenty the cookies. of bets, plenty, plenty of bets. All right. So the betting, but today there's, as far as uh, you know, there's legalized. It's legalized. At that time, it wasn't. Basically, uh, that's yeah. It. Now they figured out how to how to make it be a money maker for the for it's the teams. Mess, so right. yeah, it's a major money maker for yeah. sure. Right. Yeah. All right, Dad. I, let's let's bring us up to um to current day, and I just okay. want to know what you're thinking about today's Red Sox, and uh, what are your predictions for for next year? Who do you think they should be trying to go after? What do you think they should do for okay. for next season to to uh, keep it up? Yeah, today's Red Sox, uh, from my point of view, need a uh, pitching the bullpen, yeah, particularly the bullpen, and uh, and. And, and some hitting, but not much. They don't need that much hitting. They've got great power. They've got a lot of power. They need pitching. And we, fortunately, I, I feel, have, a, uh, have a, a front office that will go in that direction. Yeah. And, one, and once, they, once they have that established, they'll be highly competitive. And who knows? They could take it all or be, be in the race. Yeah. But I think the pitching is going to be the uh, the key ingredient, particularly in the bullpen. They need somebody, uh, not one, uh, two people that can shut down uh, the other team in, you know, in the sixth inning and seventh inning and right. have a good close. Kansas City, the hat you have on, they – did that they had very strong bullpen when they won the World Series. The two thousand fifteen one? Yeah, yeah, they're an exceptionally talented team. So the Boston Red Sox hopefully will be able to do that. And they they have a strong fan base that will implore them yeah. to do that. <laughs> implore. Implore, definitely. Do you think the <laughs> fan base could influence the uh the team, the front office of the team. I mean, they sure are vocal. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The power of the people. The the people, the people in uh, the real, you know, rabid fans in Boston, and they have they have a rabid fan base, and uh, they can employ they can really employ. You know, as as we look back to as we spoke of Ted Williams. They were pretty rabid then, but in a different type of way. They're very, it's a rabid group in Boston. And <laughs> yeah. once they won a World Series, which took them, you know, decades and decades, they're ready. They're, they're, they're strong. Yeah. You know, actually, I feel like I want to take a step back now while we're, while we're going on. I mean, for you to be a, a lifetime Red Sox fan, right? And and right. years and years of the curse. So 2004, like, how was that moment for you, Dad? I mean, I remember I remember calling you after the after the winning game, yeah. and you guys had just opened a bottle of champagne, which was an amazing yeah. thing. But yeah. how were how but, were you feeling then? Oh, that was that was the 
one of the high points of my life was when they uh, won that World Series because they were, uh, gave me uh, uh, many, many problems when they lost to the Mets. I couldn't <laughs> sleep. I, it was it was a disaster. They yeah. lost to the. They gave they gave the uh, World Series to the Mets. I'm not, yeah, not eighty six. Yeah. Not just one player it was just a combination, but that yeah. was disaster for Boston, and uh, and winning the World Series was fantastic. So they and they won more and more World Series, and they've beaten the Yankees uh, in that period. And if they continue to do that, they have the capacity to win another one, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I hope so. I just want to know how I can get on the list for when the package arrives, the potty mouth <laughs> household for like championship gear for all of them. I want I want to be like an honorary an honorary daughter and like be, get in on that package. Yeah, yeah, to 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 fill everybody in whenever the Reds whenever any Boston team wins a championship, we get a package from dad with with gear, with championship gear, which I very much thank you so much dad. I, yeah, I totally appreciate I've got that. Fun here. Hats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the the hat situation. I was really freaked out before recording today because I always record with a hat. So I asked yeah. Dad if I could borrow a hat, and he brings out like twenty hats. Yeah. So, it's an excellent and, collection. I saw a photo of the collection, so I could help pick out the the right hat. And, oh, yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. Very hat. nice. Yeah. The the, the Royals. I appreciated you having the the Royals hat, but also <laughs> the Red Sox. It was thematically appropriate. Hat. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. great. So I had I had to join back jump back to 2004, but I just want to say one more thing. We're trying to get you to say one player's name before before we sign off. Can you um can you tell me like who were some of the keys to the Red Sox success last year when they they achieved you know beyond anybody's expectation? Who do you think that was specifically after the trade deadline? Yeah, who do you think that was uh, due to? Well, I thought the the uh, the people they got the the players from. They got from the Dodgers was a big, big, big help. Verdugo. Okay, was, well, yeah. He was he was really really good, and uh, and and the first base and this the, the fellow they got from uh, your team, uh, the Nationals. Yeah. Slava. I hope they keep him because he was he has a great power. He's very Bright, he seems to be a very bright guy, level-headed. He is, and Hernandez, yeah. the center fielder, keeping him He's fantastic. Right, so right. So they keep these three guys settled. Okay, so which three guys? Kiki Hernandez, Verdugo, and Schwaber. That's okay. Who, uh, do, those, do you know? Do you know the joke about? Walt, the city of Waltham, making Kyle Schwarber an honorary resident? No, I didn't. Yeah, so Schwarber is actually from Ohio, right? But hey. but a, another um, uh, podcast uh, mentioned that he looked like he should be from Waltham, and, and the rumor spread that he was from Waltham, and so yeah. the city of Waltham actually adopted him and made him an wow. honorary citizen. That's so great. Would, you, would you say that Kyle Schwarber, Schwarber belongs in Waltham? Like, does he seem like a Waltham guy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. 
And the important thing is that I I got your daughter for her birthday a yes. Kyle from Waltham T-shirt. Oh, so I have to nice. show it to you. Thank you, thank you, Terry. Yeah, Thanks it's like you. one of the classic oh, Massachusetts signs, you know that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's well, if we great. can't have him here at the Nationals, I hope you guys get to re-sign him and right. keep him up there. Well, the Nationals sure. are going to. I I I met uh, the the new hitting instructor for the Nationals. Bill Wait, Miller. You know Did Bill? You? Bill Miller? I yeah. met him in Phoenix at a, a, a gym in Phoenix. And I had you were nice working out? Yeah, I was working out in uh, Phoenix. We visited friends, went to a, a, love, a real nice fitness, and we talked about the Red Sox. Uh -huh. And he gave me his own inside uh, experience and relationship to the Red Sox. And Bill Miller, he's a, he was a great hitter. Right, because he was in, in the early champ days. Right, and he'll, he'll be uh, the hitting uh, instructor for the uh, Nationals. He was on the 2004 he, team, wasn't he? Bill I Miller. I think so. Yeah, Bill Miller. And he was, he's a good, good, good player. And, he, and I didn't even know it was Bill Miller, but the, the manager told, introduced him to me. Yeah. <laughs> you were just being friendly and talking to that guy, right? Yeah, he was great. <laughs> That's yeah. hysterical, Dad. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Bob, we appreciate you taking the time to visit with us on the show. I hope that one day I get to go visit you in person again. I always have a lovely time when I see you in your oh, lovely it'd home. Be, it would be magnificent. That would be great. We, one day. One day open. things are going to change. Anytime, and we're going to hit the road any, again. Anytime. Yeah, things are going to change. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your stories. Thanks, Dad. We may have you back again because we'll we'll check on your predictions later oh, and see how right. that goes. Okay. <laughs> right, right. No, this has been okay. so much fun. Thanks so much, Dad. Okay, thanks to all the audience and all your viewers. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. So I want to say a big thanks to my dad, Bob, for joining us. Oh, I loved it so much. Your dad always has good stories and it's always something new. I love that you got surprised by some of them. That was yes. that was fantastic. Yay. So, hey, hope hoping that you are able to spend some time with family if you're doing it safely over this nice winter break. I have to go back to work tomorrow. Not looking Ooh. forward to that. But I had last week off and last week off was okay. pretty great, even though we yeah. didn't do the traveling and visiting with family that we'd hoped. It was still nice to have some time away. But yep, back to the grind. You're off for a while. Yeah, I'm off until after New Year's, which is a really good thing. But, you know, just as a little PS to come up here, I hadn't seen my dad since before COVID. Like we we stopped by last summer for literally a two hour visit outside and we're outside of D.C. and he's in Massachusetts. So we were on the way elsewhere. But dad's been super cautious, which I totally respect because of COVID. And he, so before we came up here, we all tested we waited for our test results with not doing anything, got up here and haven't done anything besides see my dad. We're not doing our usually visiting of other family and friends because I want to see my dad. It's been too long. So it's been yeah. great. It's been really good to yeah. spend time with him. Yeah. Well, it was I was very happy to see him, even if it was just, you know, over over the, the podcast yeah. and not in person. But one day, one day again, I hope. Um, yep. So this, if you have some time off, this might be a good time to catch up on some back episodes of No Crying in Baseball and be sure to tell family and friends if you think they'd like to hear us talk about baseball, please find us on social media. 
Absolutely. I've been super having fun this past week. A bunch of people have found us on social media. So talk to us at NCIB Podcast uh, at Twitter. Um, no crying in b-ball for Facebook and Instagram. Lines are long to get tested, but they're not so long to get boosted. So if you haven't gotten boosted yet, please do that as soon as you possibly can. Fight the man. It's the right thing to do. And until next time, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. We are so cute. We're adorable. <laughs> you too. Definitely.